Love Talk Radio. Prepare for launch in three, two, one. Welcome to the break beat. We make heat to play streets with these words. Whether you win the birds on the hood, on the street curb or corner. Crossing all the borders in your mental state. Elevate your thinking or fall in line like the inner state. Finna take you on the journey like the Zelda game. Painting perfect pictures without the cellophane. The Pelopane's will stay with destruction. And we're here with ideas for construction. Critiquing critics with cynics with the lyrics. Demolish demons and spirits to make the network like Linux. Pivotal position. Listen, when I drop wisdom with the gods listening. A big pot to fixing. Give it all I got to give it the spirit info. Stimulate your mental over instrumental. Trying to reach my kinfo. Tired of the cheap talk. Gotta get informed and spread a message of free thought. Separate the name. The break represents the news and issues we use to discuss a new concept. To be this how I rearrange and change the presentation. So it isn't as complex together. Introduce topics, micro, macroscopic, with a little logic and perspective. Educate, entertain, graffiti on your brain, so the fast forward change for I make my exit on the breakbeat. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, everybody? I'm back. <laughs> uh, it's your boy, MC Brooks, serial rhyme killer. Most incredible here bringing you another edition of uh, my show, The Breakbeat, here on Black Freethinkers Radio. Um, this is the first show, like the first official, official show since coming back from my little hiatus. I'm not going to count the episode from two weeks ago because that was just like a little uh, show with an update, you know, giving, uh, excuse me, informing you guys of future shows that I'm going to be hosting here. Excuse me. So this is the first, first, first official, 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 official show. So I like to, you know, say welcome back, everybody. Hope you all enjoyed the time off. I sure did. Well, kind of. Um, and I'm, I'm actually very excited. <laughs> I've been kind of in the dumps as of late, and so like I've been kind of excited to get back on the air and. And and talk to you lovely people and 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 continue on with the E3 policy that I have here on the breakbeat. So, that being said, got a pretty fantastic show lined up for you tonight. Um, we're going to be debunking the friend zone. Yes, we are. Um, in case you're unsure of what exactly the friend zone is, well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, define that, and I'm going to discuss that a little bit more in depth. Later on in the show, I've got a lovely guest panel that will be joining me in order to discuss this, uh, being, one being uh, Raina Rhodes, who hosts uh, the RSS feed here on Black Freethinkers Radio. Her next episode should be this Saturday. And I also have joining me Vivian Whitney, who um, hosts a blog called Loudish. Uh, if you have not read it, I thoroughly encourage you to go read it because it's a it's a fantastic, phenomenal blog, and you will find any and everything on there um, in which you desire in regards to um, atheism, uh, feminism, among other topics. Very phenomenal blog. You'll also find a, a, a dope little interview done with yours truly, Couple uh, a little while back, so uh, definitely make sure you go and check that out. I'll be providing links and whatnot for all of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
I'll provide the links and all that uh, for all of that in the chat room and also on the Breakbeat Facebook fan page. Uh, I just started it uh, not too long ago, so uh, if I haven't invited you to it, uh, just go into the search bar, uh, search the Breakbeat uh, BFT Radio. I think that's I think uh, no, I actually spelled it out. The Breakbeat Dash Black Freethinkers Radio. You can go on there. You can you find links to archives, links to articles. You'll find discussion questions, memes, kind of whatever comes to mind. Um, that's going to be my way of, of of hopefully connecting with you all, the listeners, whenever I'm, you know, not on air. And you can give me your suggestions. You can you can show stuff. You can comment, join in on discussions. Um, that that's pretty much the place to be whenever you know I'm not here, and that'll be your go-to place whenever you are looking for uh, information about past shows, future shows or just about me in general, Um, because I'll be posting there a bit more, a bit more frequent, a bit more frequently. This week's been a a tad hectic. The last week has actually been a a tad hectic Um, for good, for good reasons though, for good reasons though. Um, In case you're unaware, last Friday, I was fortunate enough to finally release my mixtape my third installment in the Lines to Stripes Rhymes to Mike series, and the final installment of that series, uh, I released it on Friday, 12 midnight. And for the most part, I've gotten pretty amazing reviews for, uh, for it. So far, everyone seems to really enjoy um, all of the music that's on there, especially the song Changes, um, which is a song that's kind of dear and personal to me. Uh, and and so I just want to take this time out to publicly thank all of you who listened, all of you who supported, who shared the link, who downloaded it, who, you know, got it for your girlfriend or boyfriend or both, or for your side chick, whichever whichever applies. <laughs> um thank you for 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 helping you know, make my dream come true and for, you know, sharing uh, the music that that I I was able to put out. I really appreciate all the love and support that I've gotten because, honestly, it's it's kind of a struggle to keep, keep, you know, keep yourself motivated and keep yourself going. And, you know, every comment, every review that I've gotten via uh, Facebook, text message, Twitter, Reverb Nation, Bandcamp, However, you you know decided to tell me that you enjoyed the music. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy the fact that you all you know let me know, and I very much appreciate it. And I'm already halfway through with my next project. So if you if you if you enjoyed what you heard and you are still waiting, you want some new music. Well, first of all, go back and listen to all those songs because I've got a couple shows coming up in the coming months. And um, I would like some crowd participation. You know, I don't do shows. I do parties. When I'm on stage, we go up there and we party. Party hard, all right? So make sure you go listen to that. But um, my next project is called Drowning Lessons. We'll be out in January 2014. I'm already halfway through with it. Just have to finalize a couple of the other songs and, and some of the features and whatnot that I have going for it. 
So that'll be out really, really, really soon. Once again, thank you all for listening to my project. I thoroughly, uh, thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly appreciate it. That being said, um, I would like all of you to go back and definitely check the archives uh, here at Black Freethinkers Radio. We've had a, a bunch of really phenomenal shows. Uh, Biblical History Part 5, which was not this past Sunday, but a week ago. Um, it's a pretty great show. We had the Emin Evil show. Where they had a discussion with Jen Taylor. Uh, and we also had the RSS feed, who, who did a show on uh, Hidden Colors, the, the film. Kind of pissed off a couple people, but it's okay. We already knew the butt hurt was real. And uh, obviously, I can't forget uh, my man Alfred Carl, Politics of the Guy concept. I, I believe that's their show right here. Oh, no, no, it's a mad, mad world. Apologize. So definitely go back, check the archives, and check those, check all of those shows out. They're all really great shows. You can also get all of those shows on iTunes. And I believe you can you can get them via Stitcher as well. Not a hundred hundred ten percent sure on that. I think that's I think that's the account that you can go listen to all of those on. So, with that being said, um, we've got like I said, we've got a pretty phenomenal phenomenal show uh, uh, lined up for you guys. Uh, n- neither of my guests have called in just yet. However, uh, I know that they're going to be running a bit late. So, um, I've already covered basically the announcements in the the first half portion of this. So, uh, I'm going to start off just by uh, talking a little bit about an interesting article that uh, was actually actually came to my attention today. Um, And I I will say this, I'm marking my calendar for October 19th. Um, An article came out today. An article came out today uh, through London, their PR web, um, in which the American biblical scholar Joseph Atwill is going to be appearing before the British public on the 19th to present a controversial new discovery. Ancient confessions recently uncovered now prove, according to him, that the New Testament was written by first-century Roman aristocrats and that they fabricated the entire story of Jesus Christ. That is huge. That is huge right there. His presentation is part of a one-day symposium entitled Covert Messiah um, in Conway Hall. So you can you can definitely... Google search for that or check out covertmessiah.com, and they'll have uh, probably more info on that than I can really um, provide to you right now. But that being said, um, I'm going to be watching to see what kind of information um, is going to be presented. Because Because here's the thing, you know, anyone can make claims. You know, me being the kind of person I am, and me being the nosy person I am, I, I read conversations, I read Twitter feeds, etc. People make claims all the time. You know that doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. People make claims all the time. You know it, it's nothing for people for me to hear for me to hear claims. Like I was uh, I was at work the other day, 
and I keep hearing, you know, uh, my coworkers talk about only uh, the 144,000 are going to be going to heaven, and everyone else is pretty much doomed to hell. And I'm like, I didn't want to, I didn't respond because it wasn't my conversation. But I really wanted to be like, so what's your proof of this? Because you're just, you're just saying shit right now, or. Um, when we had this, we, we had an earthquake here in, Mar- uh, in Maryland two years ago, and um, I, I, I never forget that <laughs> lots of lots of my coworkers and lots of people were like, you know, that this earthquake was a sign, uh, was a sign of some sort of divine authority, and I'm, you know, my first instinct was, well, I took geology. One, you're full of shit. Two, no. <laughs> If you, if you know anything about about geology and 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 the tectonic plates and whatnot and how what causes earthquakes, you you know that you know there are fault lines beneath everywhere. You know, earthquakes happen all the time. You just don't feel them, but they happen all the time, all the time. So that being said, on the nineteenth, I will definitely be tuning in. I'll definitely be tuning in. Um, I'll probably be at work. Plus, I know that there's like a, a gap. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a gap. <laughs> okay. Oh well, sweet of devil, we got Vivian here. <laughs> you had to press one in order to t- to talk. <laughs> What's going on? I did. Uh, well, it didn't it didn't tell me you pressed one. Yeah, it's a, it's a liar. Uh, <laughs> technology is the devil. Yeah, because I pressed one, one like three times, and I was like, hello. <laughs> uh, don't know if I'm no. doing this right. <laughs> no, 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 no. It definitely, 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 definitely didn't say anything. And okay. we have our other panelist, Raina. Hey, what's happening? Can you hear me? Uh, we, I can hear you. I hear everybody. Cool. All right. Awesome. Okay. I was just I was just talking about um, the article that I sent to you guys like probably about like twenty thirty minutes ago about the the ancient confession that apparently the an American biblical scholar is going to be presenting on the nineteenth. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Um. I'm. I mean. I'm skeptical. I mean, I, I don't believe that, you know, that a person named Jesus who was the Messiah, you know, exist, ever existed. Um, but I, um, I I just find this, too, you know, just a little too convenient. You know what I mean? What do you mean? So, exactly. I don't know. It's a little, it's not credible to me. You know? It's kind of funny. <laughs> It's kind of sketch. It's a little sketch. But how? How if if his evidence somehow managed to be credi- uh, be credible that Roman aristocrats fabricated this whole story? Like, do you think? Do you guys think that would change anything? No. Uh, no. <laughs> people are gonna believe what they want to believe. I mean, you, I tell people stuff all the time, and they're like, "No, but wait." <laughs> like it's all about faith. Like once you start presenting evidence, unless it supports what they believe already, then it's not. It doesn't mean anything. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's just like um, you know the claim by some Christians that you know the devil planted dinosaur bones to confuse us. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the only, the only thing it's going to do is there there'll just be another you know uh, conspiracy theory involving the devil. You know what I mean? That somehow the devil went back in time and and planted this evidence. You know, so that exactly. Christians would be thrown off the true path. You know, <laughs> so that's crazy, crazy. Somewhere back be, there, it was the hiding joints like Easter eggs. Yeah, so um, put one here, put some yeah. here, <laughs> put some over here. Oh, there's a good spot. Jesus, the time traveler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I just don't buy it. I mean, while clearly, you know. Religion, particularly Christianity, has been a, a major tool of, you know, political power, you know, in the West. It's, you know, it's highly unlikely that a group of people just sat down and just decided to fabricate the entire thing. Now, that's not to say that I think that any of the Bible has any credibility. I still think that um, just because, you know, a group of people didn't come down and, you know, uh, you know, conspire to, you know, um you know, take over, have power over everyone. Doesn't mean yeah. it's not a bunch of fairy tales. You know what I mean? People wow. have stories about all types of things. There are stories about, you know, various creation stories. Some of them are very similar to the Bible and have absolutely no connection, you know what I mean, to Palestine or to Judaism, you know? So, well, exactly we, all right. know, we all know that. Historically, all mythologies are based off of previous mythologies anyway, so it's not like we needed a rocket scientist to tell us that Jesus may not exist. Right. Because there's, I don't know if you've seen The God Who Wasn't There, the documentary. Yeah. But the myth of of Jesus is based off of, like, plenty of other myths that are based off of other myths, and it's turtles all the way down. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of... I'm kind of not sure about the God that wasn't there. I saw the documentary, and at the time that I saw it, it was very convincing. But I've since come to find out that some of the things that were presented in there were presented in a kind of a sketchy way, like they weren't necessarily the most honest presentation of the facts. But there are lots of similar Messiah stories throughout the world. And and I I think a lot of that can probably be traced to the fact that, you know, we have... We're we're all human beings, and we all have very similar ways, in general, of right. seeing the world. You know what I mean? Exactly. And um, and and that whole Messiah thing, the fact that it comes up over and over and over again, you know, might speak to a deeper need or a deeper desire for us to kind of feel like this is not the only thing that there is. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Uh, of course, and I just scrolled down a little bit more of this uh, of this article because I thought I read the whole thing. I just saw Joseph like this guy apparently studied Josephus. Yeah, we're gonna throw that one out. We're gonna throw this guy out. Definitely won't be tuned in there for that <laughs> at all, at all. Okay, <clears throat> excuse me. Okay, and uh, second thing I definitely wanted to get to before we jumped into the the main main uh, focus of this was um, <laughs> this uh, this uh, 
rate bait letter that got sent out around Georgia Tech that, you know. That's awful. Okay, let me backtrack. Sorry, losing my train of thought here. Um, for those who are unaware, there uh, the Brothers of Georgia Tech's uh, Phi Kappa Tau um, fraternity apparently sent out a letter to all of their uh all of their their pledges and their members and whatnot of basically hey how do you you know if you want to sleep with a girl at a party here's how you do it and one of the terminologies one of the terms that came up was rape bait now even though the letter itself said do not rape clearly a lot of their the instructions and whatnot that they gave basically pretty problematic and, and, and whatnot um uh, did you guys get a chance to read that article? Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? Or what do you think? It doesn't surprise me. It's a fraternity. So, I don't know. It's kind of hard to be surprised with stuff like that. It's terrible. Yeah. Think, <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind, of, what kind of things do you guys think that universities could do to kind of curb this kind of behavior or the, the cur- curb these kind of things because obviously we, we've seen this isn't the first time we've seen instances of, of groups at colleges that that have uh, pro-rate messages I guess in, 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 in the information that they, they send out. What kind of things do you guys think we could do to Kind of curb that, or that that universities could do to kind of curb that behavior, or that kind of stuff that goes out there. I think they just need to like educate more, and I don't know, do more. You know, like there, I'm sure there are some like feminist groups and LGBT groups and other kinds of groups on campus that they could do joint activities to educate the guys more, and to get everybody in a group. Together, like I don't know, that just seems ignorant. I don't know. And no, no, it it, it, def, it definitely it definitely is, and I think I, I agree with you for the I agree with you for the most part. Um, the, the only the only thing I'm I'm really unsure of in the, in that context is how exactly they would you know, I guess get the guys to really you know listen, I guess if you will. Because, you know, uh, I, I often feel like when when these frats and, and these groups, you know, end up having to apologize for stuff like this, they're not really apologizing because they're sincere about it or because they really understand why what they did was wrong. But they did it basically to save face, basically to be PC and to to show everyone, oh, yeah, we, we don't condone rape. We're, that, that That's bad. That's not what we're about right. here. I don't know. I think that in that case, maybe they would have to have. I mean, who would they listen to? They they'd have to educate their um, the older brothers and the people who run the activities, and then like bring in maybe some male who maybe identify as feminist and get somebody to really talk to them, especially especially with the 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 ones who are in charge of the activities and everything because they're the ones setting the tone for the new the newcomers, you know? Right. And the recruit. So you have to start 
kind of at the top of those kind of organizations, I would think. I agree. I agree with that 110 percent. Now I'm going to use this to kind of segue into um, another thing that's that's come up recently. And you may have seen you may have seen this because it's basically been popping up in a lot of the atheist circles uh, all over the internet for the most part. The popular YouTube blogger known as Thunderfoot put out a video uh, a couple of days ago, I want to say, um, where he basically he basically uh, calls says that teaching men not to rape is stupid. In a nutshell, and basically he his his whole entire argument is basically. It's stupid to teach to teach men not to rape because if they gonna if they want to do it they're gonna do it. Therefore, women just need to listen to me and listen to us when we say, "Oh, how about you just don't put yourself in these positions and you won't have to worry about getting raped." Wow. <laughs> okay. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. Now, <laughs> this this disturbs me for. A, a bunch of reasons, but one, uh, it, it also follows a, a, co- a common pattern I see among lots of prominent atheists in this community, I guess if you want to call it that. They're, they yeah. they seem to have this complete um, disdain for anything that involves I don't want to say anything that involves women, but anything, any women-fronted movements, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I see it often with people like TJ, the Amazing Atheist, Thunderfoot, and even so far as Richard Dawkins. I mean, why exactly do you think that they have such an aversion to, I guess, feminist issues or issues that that – Affect women specifically Because <laughs> just because they became Atheists doesn't mean they're not still Those other habits are still ingrained Like People think that they you, you know you become an atheist And you become like immediately enlightened Like in all areas Of your life but I mean people hold hypocritical Stances on things all the time And just because you Are you know maybe Cast out that one particular superstition doesn't mean that you've aligned all your other beliefs. So they probably were like that beforehand and just carried it on. Exactly, and we—I mean, we all—we all know, like, uh, um, especially being in a lot of these uh, atheist communities or being in a lot of the groups that I've been in and going to as many of the discussions. It almost it always it always seems like lots of atheists like to pull this or like they have some somewhat of a superiority complex to where they feel like they just have the moral high ground in this case. No, they and therefore do. anything that they anything the issues that they care about are the, are, are the important issues. And whatever opinions they have in regards to morality and what deserves to be discussed, then that's that's what deserves to be on the forefront. 
But it's like it's like it's, it's almost like their critical thinking and their logic. It's like it got to the religion part, and then after that, it just kind of it just kind of stopped. Didn't really delve into any other issues, and it didn't really force them to kind of rethink any other positions that they seem to have in regards to uh, race and sex and gender. Hello. Hey, yeah. Marcus, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can, we can hear you. You're on. Okay, I didn't know if you could hear me or not. I'm sorry. I told you, um, I told you, your mic was on. I know, but I didn't hear the thing. It usually, you know. But um, in any case, um, I, I, I think I don't know. For me, part of it seems to be like, um, you know, just what you were saying is the, the superiority complex. Is you know, if you, you know, if you, if you embrace feminist values, you know, who are you going to pick on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who do you get to, you know, call out for being a complete idiot, you know, if you um, if you embrace feminist issues, if you, or, or specifically, you know, black feminist issues or issues of social justice, and you start to consider things like, you know, economics and, um, you know, uh, generational poverty, you know what I mean? You can't. You can, it's easier to blame, you know, someone for being um, a Bible thumper than it is to think about, you know, how, how the system that we have in this, the various systems we have in this country, education, um, you know, the financial system, you know, our our economy, how all of these things, you know, harm particular groups of people by. By design, really, if you think about it, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot more difficult to think about those things. And those things, if thinking about those things would demand action, you know what I mean? And a lot of people are not willing to engage in action which would, in their minds, disempower them. Because in some people's minds, they can't have power without someone else not having power, you know? Right. So. Mm. Lorena, you, you already know that religion is the greatest evil of all. We don't need to be worried about that other stuff. Okay. Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of evil that, that religion has, has sanctioned or supported in the past. I'm not giving religion a pass, but with or without religion, those things would exist because there are other there are other oppressive systems in place. Exactly. Now there are some people there are some people who are able to take um, something that could ordinarily be oppressive, like Christianity, and to um, and to transform it into something that can be used for um, liberation purposes. You know, this is where liberation theology comes from, where feminist theology comes from, where all of these other things come from. Now, I don't share, obviously, <laughs> their, their spiritual beliefs, but I at, least, I at least can appreciate, you know, where, um, where, their, where their other values come from because they're, they're really humanist values. I mean, because these things don't... These things don't spring from the Bible necessarily, and they they certainly don't come out of just a you know a regular reading. You know you have to you know 
delve deeper and, and add things to it. So, you know, right. I don't bash all religious folks. It's just the fundamentalists and the crazies. And that jobs. <laughs> yeah. The Fred Phelps of the world. The Fred and Shirley Phelps yeah. of the world, I should say. Exactly. <laughs> I never understood Christian feminism only because I don't understand how you reconcile. You, you know, it's one of those God. things. You know, it's one of those things. I I agree with you there on a, on a certain level, but it's like I just appreciate that they're at least, you know, attempting. <laughs> you know what I mean to go beyond yeah. what's in the text. You know, it's like okay, I I would rather have a progressive theist. You know what I mean? Who who on a certain level is um, being intellectually dishonest but in a positive right. direction <laughs> than to deal with someone who who deals with the text literally because there is nothing good in a literal interpretation of any text. Nope. You know what I mean? I feel that. And who knows? Like, femi- um, feminism could, could possibly even push someone out of their Christianity, if anything. A good friend of mine that I went to college with was, like, uh, I met her my freshman year. She was one of the most Christian people I've ever met. I mean, she was one of those, she cried in in my face because she knew I was going to hell types. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, That's always she's like, fun. you're such That's a great person fun. and you're going to hell. And I, I was confused as hell, but <laughs> tell me what you do in those situations because I always I never know what to say. Like I always want to be like, can I get you some water or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, like how I do really... you comfort someone like that? Like they're there. Maybe someday I'll come and see the light. Like you know, <laughs> like, is that like what it's, you do? A, it's you okay. I'll come into the light. I'll just be burning there for eternity. That's all. <laughs> I always say. Sure, you can look down always, and see it. I always say that I probably have more fun there. Oh, well, yeah, all the best people are going to be there. Of all course, the best all, are gonna be all the great, all the cool people are going to be there. You know, the oh, twerk yeah. team is going to be there. Eddie Murphy, <laughs> uh, everyone, all the all the great people are going to be down there. I was just speaking oh, for myself. I there. hope Kevin Hart's I, not there. I hope Kevin Hart's not there. I can't stand Kevin Hart. I really can't. How do we know it's like full of fire? What if it's like no exit? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. know. One of the funniest things I heard in high school, and I went to a a Catholic high school, was someone described hell as uh, you're you're in a hot ass room with an air conditioner, but your plug doesn't reach the doesn't reach the outlet. That's terrible. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a terrible image. Yeah. How, very, like, very how terrible. Is it, is it like uncomfortably hot or is it like 75? Pretty, it's probably uncomfortably hot. I mean, it's been burning for, you know, for forever. I can only, yeah. I can imagine it's probably like intense. But see, but see the great thing about that is, is we don't have bodies. You oh, yeah. I mean? so you, if you don't have great. bodies, yeah. you don't have nervous systems. So if oh, I'm so burning, can't feel I don't it. even We're know I'm there. burning. Yeah, we're just there. Huh. That could be kind of cool then. That's puzzling. Yeah. That could be kind of dope then. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, but no. Um, but there, back to the there are a lot of story. people saying that hell doesn't exist, though. 
No, it doesn't. Well, we know it doesn't. We're just yeah, we know it's not there. There's no hell. There's no hell. Or you know what hell is? Hell, hell, hell is is going to the ATM and having nineteen dollars and ninety eight cents in your account. That's hell right there. Mm-hmm. So close. Yeah. So close. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. Um, but <laughs> no. Um, but the story I was telling. Um, she she was super super like ridiculous Christian, and we actually we stopped being friends for a while. Because every time, because we couldn't, she couldn't seem to be in my presence without somehow reminding me that I'm going to burn for eternity. Now, um, we reconnected, like, after the fact. She did music, which was part of the reason that, like, me and her were cool. Because she sang and, you know, I, you know, I produce and, and whatnot. So, um, we reconnected um, a couple years later. And uh, I'll never forget, like, we had, we had a full conversation on religion. And, I, and and the stuff that she was telling me started to surprise me because she 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 informed me then that the more that she, um, the more that she read about femme theory, the more she started to look a bit more at the teachings that she had known and been fond of growing up in the Bible, and the more that she realized that, you know, whoever wrote it hates women. Yep. On top of that, a lot of the saints, a lot of the saints and a lot of the, the prominent figures of Christianity also yep. had really awful things to say about women Absolutely. all throughout their history. Yep, most and, of them. Yeah, and, and, and that stuff made her like completely rejected cuz she didn't really she yeah. couldn't she couldn't rationalize like being part of something that basically told her that she wasn't shit. Right. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean it's 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 you know, it's, it, for the for for most people I I think I think a lot of people, even people who claim to be devout, I think on a certain level a lot of them have to understand how ridiculous and how wrong a lot of the things are in their Bible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even when you hear someone say, like, even sometimes when I watch people and they, I watch them say things like, you know, homosexuality is an abomination, you know, you still kind of, I think that some of them see a little bit of resistance you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, a lot that, can't be, that can't be true. You know, yeah, a lot of people cherry pick. But, I mean, I, I, I prefer the cherry pickers to the, <laughs> you know what I mean, to the yeah. fundamentalists. But, um, yeah. I mean, to but hang, yeah, to I mean, hang out with, yeah, but I prefer, yeah. I don't know, I prefer the honesty of a fundamentalist over the cherry picking denial of a progressive no, liberal. From a, from a straight up logical standpoint, it does. It hurts my head less. You know what I mean. <laughs> but in terms of in terms of being in the same room and dealing with you, I prefer the cherry picker. But, I see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It is hard sometimes to do the mental gymnastics that one has to do to kind of, you know, 
figure out how these, you know, these sort of um, cafeteria spiritualists, you know, right. get around the world. Like, you know? how do you function? Like, how do you manage to wake up, brush your teeth, and put your pants on right every day? Because I don't understand. Because <laughs> the, the mental energy that you have to exert to kind of come up with some of their positions is just... It, it would tire me out. I wouldn't be able to do exactly. anything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They could get they they could get gold at the next Olympics if if mental <laughs> gymnastics was a competition. Because right now they have done they have done the triple spiral off the triple beam uh, for yeah. the win. <laughs> for the win. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's 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 hard. It's difficult. I don't know. Well, I haven't been approached like the way I mean the way you were being approached, MC Brooks. Like I haven't, I usually avoid those conversations. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was it was pretty it was pretty awkward. That was pretty. I'm, I'm pretty sure this one that's one of the few times I've actually been told to my face. You know, like you're going to hell. One of the very few times. I think I, I think I've only heard it one other time. That's kind of a funny story too, actually. That's not. A... <laughs> you only heard it twice. You're so lucky. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard it twice. twice. The sec- yeah, the, well, the second time was actually funny. Um, I went to I, I went to meet up with uh, someone I was talking to. This was had to be like six years ago or something. Um, I was going to meet up with someone because she apparently had something that she wanted to tell me, and she wanted to tell me to my face. So she. When I meet up with her, she reveals to me, she's like, hey, um, I'm bisexual, and I think I like women more, and I'm going to start dating a woman. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, great, congrats, you know? (laughs) I'm like, great. So I end up um, uh, hopping on the train with her to uh, to go somewhere, and on some, some somewhere on the train ride uh the issue of of homosexuality in the church came up and i don't know how she didn't know but somehow she didn't know that i was a non-believer so i told her i was like yeah i was like i'm a non I was like yeah i don't believe in god she's like so you worship the devil so you're going to hell the fuck is wrong with you i'm like i'm like hold up what hold up i was like hold up let's let's go back three steps i was like wasn't ten minutes ago you were you were afraid of, you know, me telling you that, and I told you I didn't right. care, and then right. the reverse. Here I am on the train with you, trying to be nice because it's late, and you know you're over here telling me I'm going to hell just because somehow you didn't know that I was a non-believer. Right. Safe to say yeah. that was the last time we spoke. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I've yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> got stories for days. I'm pretty sure that's the only one I've got as far as being told that I'm going to hell. I don't think yeah, anybody else sure. has told me I'm going to hell besides my mom. That was uh, years ago. I mean, worse. you know, it's not that people tell me that. I mean, I, I don't think I've had many people say you're going to hell. At least people that I cared about. I mean, I've I've heard it probably more than a few times if, if I count the people I don't care about. But <laughs> but in terms of people I that I care about, it's, 
yeah, you know, you probably do. Um, <laughs> um, but a few of those people, you know, like, I think they usually put it in a question, like, do you want to go to hell? Or, um, you know, or I don't want you to go to hell. You know, they don't say you're going to hell. You know, yeah. usually it's a problem. So that they're trying to That's save me from, although I never I never see it that way. I'm like, you know, I don't I'm pretty okay. I don't need saving. Yeah, yeah. like I'm fine. I don't need a cape. I've been playing I've games my whole life. I got an extra life, dog. I'm good. I can save myself. Great. I've had people say like I've had people say things like, You're an atheist? But you're so nice. <laughs> Damn. That's, that's, that's what I get. That's that's what I get. Yeah, so Damn. people would be like, "How did how did that happen?" Yeah, yeah exactly. They're like, "What, what happen? happened to you? Like, what what like what happened to you that made that made that happen?" I'm like, "I didn't suffer a traumatic, you know, injury or some shit. I, I just said I don't believe in God. Like, what the hell?" Yeah, I mean, no, most people always- think I think. Um, anticipate that you had some kind of trauma because that's pretty much all you ever hear is that yeah. you know some atheist person came out because they were um, they had a horrible experience you know they were molested or something else happened to them so like not all of us had bad experiences I didn't have bad experiences I had good experiences for the most part it just yeah. so happened that while I was having good experiences I was reading and I was like oh this is crap this is crap. Yeah. Crap. And before I knew it, I was sitting with a book that I had marked, you know, most of it, most of it crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think I, I should probably start telling people that when they're like, what happened to you? I'd be like, I read. That's what happened. Yeah. I learned you to read. Kids, you should try you it. Kids to serve religious, the worst thing you can do is have a kid read fiction. Cause that's all I did when I was a kid. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Much. I mean, you know what? I think the worst thing that happened to me was I read like Greek mythology and like, you know, other and like you know um, Native American mythology and like other mythologies when I was a kid because I I loved mythologies. So I was looking at this thing and I was looking at this thing and I was like, wait a second, how come this thing is real? But this and thing is real. Yeah, I was yeah. like, these guys are pretty badass. They act like me. Right. <laughs> All that science fiction and fantasy and stuff—that's that's what did it. Harry Potter, that's what happens. Harry Potter's the devil. You know this. <laughs> All that wizardry and oh. devil worship. My church actually Evil. had like posters and stuff, and were like had it in our in our Bible study Wednesday Bible study class. They were like counseling people and telling parents not to let their kids read Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I, I remember I, a lot of people were acting like it was like it was it was worse than like heroin. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they were more yeah. upset about Harry Potter. It's like, okay, when my kid is doing heroin. It's like, is he reading Harry Potter?
Hey, I can understand Marilyn Manson, but Harry Potter? Like, is, is this right. not so, is this opposite year or something? Like, why is this? I don't understand. No, I remember, I remember when Harry Potter came out. Like, it was so crazy. Like, all of a sudden, nobody cared about, like, teen pregnancy anymore. <laughs> nobody <laughs> cared about, like, nobody cared about anything else that they, they, you know, that, you know, is bad for teenagers. They only cared about Harry Potter, and they were talking about wizards and, you know, magic and, like, how science fiction and, like, you know, fantasy, how, how a lot of these genres were bad for you and that the devil was, you know, going to influence you, you know what I mean, through reading about Hogwarts. Like, it was yeah. real crazy. The pastor at my I mom's church, that. the one I used to go to, had a whole sermon on that, had a whole sermon on Harry Potter. And they had a whole oh, sermon on um, the Da Vinci Code. I remember those are the two oh, things. Oh, I remember that. Yes, and the Da Vinci Code. Whole oh, sermon Vinci on Code, that. Between the Da Vinci Code and and the Harry Potter, I mean, people were were like going back to their Y two K cabinets because they were just sure <laughs> that the end of the world was coming. They broke out. They, they broke out. They broke out the dice box and the, and the expensive tin foil. <laughs> Oh, it was it was it was a, it was a crazy time, crazy crazy time. Oh, it, it was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> oh, that just <laughs> that just gave me like the best that, chuckle ever. Who would have thought oh, Harry Potter could shake your face like that? Like. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, it was it was really crazy, and, and like, and most of us couldn't understand it. We were like, and 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 I for and I because I was like, completely out of the loop because. I, I mean, I was a reader, but I wasn't, like, reading, like, you know, the news or anything like that because I was still, you know, a teenager. So, like, I'm like, what the hell is this Harry Potter thing, you know, that everyone keeps talking about? I don't even know what it is. And, like, half the people in my church didn't know what it was. So, but, they, but everyone was so sure that it was such a danger that we needed to know more about it than, like, drugs or, you know, <laughs> right. yeah, or anything I was, else. I was, I was 11 when Harry Potter came out, and, yeah. Yeah. I got I got all four Harry Potter books in, in '01, and I read all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I realized I was like, and that was like my mom. She was like, "You read Harry Potter more than you read the Bible." I was like, "Yeah, because it's funner, because it's awesome." <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's fun. I was like, there's magic and there's wizards. In this book, we have fucking snakes and naked people and and boats. Like, who cares about boats and water? That's boring. At least they're doing shit in Harry Potter. Who really makes their Bible? Yeah. Like, come on. It's like, come on, Jesus or Harry Potter? I mean, come on. There's, like, there's no contest here. I'm I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah, basically. No, um, and we've talked, like, very little about the actual subject. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm, no, no, Raina. I already know. You don't have to police. I'm I'm aware. Okay. I, I've I was been just, I was just the saying. Time. I just I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't me that was keeping you know throwing things off. No 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 no. I was keeping I was yeah. keeping track. Conversation was going so good. I didn't just want to be like, all right, Negroes, next. <laughs> um, <laughs> no um, no I I didn't I didn't I didn't forget it all. I didn't forget it all. But um, before we jump right into before we jump right into that topic, which we're about to get into in a sec, we're gonna play, or I'm gonna play a song. 
pretty sure all of you know it. It's probably the biggest uh, or most well-known song about the friend zone ever created. And if you've never heard this song, you've probably lived under a rock or you're deaf, (laughs) but you've probably been under the rock. So we'll be back. I'll be back in about three minutes and 58 seconds after the track goes off. And we're going to jump right into the main topic, debunking the friend zone. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions and see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine temp pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. But you say he's just a friend, and you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. So I took Blah Blah's word for it. I thought just having a friend couldn't be no crime Cause I have friends and that's a fact Like Agnes, Agatha, Jermaine and Jack Forget about that, let's go into the story About our girl named blah 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 that adore me So we started talking, getting familiar Spending a lot of time so we can build a relationship Or some understanding how it's gonna be in the future we was planning Everything sounded so dandy and sweet I had no idea I was in for a treat After this was established, everything was cool The tour was over and she went back to school I called every day to see how she was doing Every time that I called her, it seemed someone was ruined I called the room, a guy picked up and then I called her and I said, yo, who is that? Oh, he's just a friend Where is door three? They showed me where it was for the moment. 
an event. So I came to a room and opened the door. Oh, snap! Guess what I saw? I felt a tongue kissing my girl in the mouth. I was so in shock, my heart went down south. So please listen to the message that I sent. Don't ever talk to a girl who says she just has a friend. Has a friend. Has a friend. Has a got what I need, (laughs) and we're back, (laughs) you guys couldn't see me just now, but I was over here jamming, like I was hitting my (laughs) two-step, all of that, started to do electric fly a little bit, all of that, I was going to hit the running man, but I I figured I'd get two out of the breath before the song went off, so Mm -mm. let me say that, (laughs) you should have done the Roger Rabbit, what's that? It's basically the running man, but, like, you kind of go backwards. So the moonwalk? No, no, not the moonwalk. (laughs) No, it's not the moonwalk. Go check it out. Okay. 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 When you learn how to do it, put a video on YouTube. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to do that. (laughs) Start a dance craze. It'll be the next twerking. Yeah. Do the Roger. Oh, see, that's smart. I'll be. The, I should make that the new single off my next CD. <laughs> Roger Rabbit. They're already bringing actually, everything else back. I might as well. Yeah, I might as well. Yeah, I might as well. Now, I if you can figure whole, out how to track while Roger Rabbit, Rabbit, Rabbit. thing, you might have something on your hands. Wait, what? I said if you can figure out how to twerk and Ro- Roger Rabbit at the same time, <laughs> you might have oh you God. might have a phenomena. So. I'm trying to imagine that. That it would be impossible. Uh, I would just be. I would just being silly. That would be hilarious, <laughs> though. I think about it. Yeah, but then you you post a video, and then Miley Cyrus would take advantage of it and use it, and probably make a bunch of money off it. Then you'd be pissed. Probably so. Yep. And then we like, look at what Miley's doing. She's 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 reinvented the wheel. First twerking, right. and now this. All right. Check her out. <laughs> Let's Y'all reward her board. appropriation. She's so innovative. Right. So innovative. <laughs> all righty, all righty. <clears throat> so here tonight, this we're we're on to the main, the final topic, the main event, the the ninth round, the ninth inning, fourth quarter, whatever you want to call it. And this is the part of the show we're gonna debunk, or we're gonna get into the main topic called debunking the friend zone. And we're also probably going to bring up a little bit about what they call nice guy syndrome. Now, um, we're gonna I'm gonna spit we're we're all gonna spitball uh, about this topic for a bit. If anyone wants to call in, feel free to call in three one zero nine eight two forty two seventy three to get through. And don't forget to press one. Please don't forget to press one. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was not throwing any shade of Vivian for, for the record. So hey, look, I pressed I pressed one. Okay, <laughs> that was you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, we're gonna jump. We're gonna jump right on right on into this. Okay. So before we even before before I even get this started, we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna define um, the friend zone. And now I know that it's not, and where I'm getting this from is not probably the best website, but you know what? It works. 
Wikipedia, okay? On Wikipedia, <laughs> they define the friend zone as, in popular culture, the friend zone refers to a platonic relationship wherein one person wishes to enter into a romantic or sexual relationship while the other does not. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um, from what I understand, this term, I guess, originates on the sitcom Friends, I think, or that's where it started, or something like that. I, I believe that's where I, I believe that's where it comes from. Um, seems to be, be no consensus, but it, it, it sort of regained popularity after the movie in 2005 came out called Just Friends, where Ryan Reynolds plays, you know, plays a, like a fat nerd guy in high school who was in love with his best friend who apparently was super hot. Uh, but she never gave him the time of day. Then years later, he slims down, has his life together, reconnects with her. All of a sudden, she falls in love. Everything works out for the best. Blah 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 blah. So <laughs> let's let's, huh? Nothing oh. else laughing. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. The, the film's funny. It's not. It's not that. It's not great, but it's just still pretty funny. Um. That being said, let's let's jump um let's jump right into this. Um how do you guys feel about the term? I'll let you go first. I think it's useless. I don't know. It's funny but it's not funny cuz like I don't I, you should be able to be friends with a guy. I mean, all my closest friends, I don't have any close female friends anymore. Not after that one thing. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't use. I don't use that phrase ever. So I think guys just use it. Some guys just use it to explain why a woman isn't like into them when really she's just not into them. It has nothing to do with being friends. On it's just that you know maybe she just wants to be your friend and she's not interested in you in that way. You need to get over it. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. I think it is sort of useless in a way. Um, I think part of the problem is when um, it, it's sort of our culture. Like a lot of guys think, like, okay, well, first let's 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 put it out front. There's a difference between being a nice guy and a good guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. there are a lot of I think a lot of the guys who who use the friend zone term and get like jaded and upset because you know the woman that they want to be with doesn't give them you know, the sort of attention that they desire. It, it's really about, it, they, those are really mostly nice guys. Those are guys who do things that are nice or, or, or what have you for personal gain, you know, to gain cool points, you know what I mean? Or mm. or nookie points, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, hoping eventually to get that prize, you know what I mean? Genuinely good guys, they do things because they're just good guys. They don't worry about, you know, whether or not this is going to get them to a point where, you know, maybe they'll be able to get the panties. You know, they're just going to, they're going to be who they are and they're going to be good no matter what. You know what I mean? And I think that's really the difference. Because I, I mean, because I've never really known any good, genuinely good guys to talk about being in the friend zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean I and I think it's, I think we all get somewhat frustrated sometimes when someone 
who we like, you know, doesn't necessarily feel the same way about us. You know what I mean? Right. But, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a point at which, like, you have to be a grown-up <laughs> and and deal with the fact that, you know, not everyone's going to want you. And, and it's not necessarily because you're not attractive or what have you. Maybe there's just no zhuzh. You know what I mean? There's no How do you spell no that? <laughs> Actually, I'm not even sure. I think. <laughs> I've, I've never heard that term before. <laughs> it's no. I'll get the spelling. Over for making you. up words. It's not making up words, but anyway, it's it's you know, Baltimore it's just term. not that. No, it's not a Baltimore term. Fuck you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, she went there. Because um, he always tries to get me on that, but anyway. Um, you know, there's just no spark, there's no oomph, you know, there's no, there's no connection, you know, and sometimes, you know, you just can't, you can't manufacture that, like, someone can't just decide, like, oh, you know, I'm going to start seeing you as someone I could potentially be with, you know? Right. I mean, people people do do that, they're generally stalker-esque, but they they, they do do that. Very. Yeah. (laughs) Because they start a lot of times they'll start going out of their way to do things like hmm if I like if I like a bunch of her pictures maybe she'll see my name and see oh, how much I care. True story. True story. There's there's someone there's someone who who just was outed in in the in the black atheist community for for stalking uh, for cyber stalking someone and I recall this person using a lot of that same language about the friend zone, you know, and why and talking about how all women or particularly black women are gold diggers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so, and it's so huh. funny because typically the guys who always talk about women being gold diggers are the ones that have who have no no means at all. You know what I mean? So Right. It, I mean Perhaps they just want to be with someone who can maybe afford the price of a ticket, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> for the movies, you know, occasionally. Right. You know. Like she she asked me she asked me for McDonald's. Damn gold digger out here. Damn. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just I think I think that I think that the whole when I hear a guy use the term friend zone it sends off sort of a red flag for me, you know, like this guy, this guy feels like he's entitled and uh, um, said the magic word. Yeah. He he feels entitled and he feels like um, that women should, you know, basically see him as some kind of a pride, you know? Exactly. And it's and and, and is that and it feels it's probably I feel like a lot a lot of folks probably use it as a way to kind of rationalize their own bitterness. They're like, you know, well, these girls they just want assholes. They don't want someone as great as me who would treat them like the greatness that I think that they are. Right. Nope, they just want yeah. an asshole who wants to do asshole <laughs> things and not care. And then, and then the funny thing is, when they say asshole, they usually have like a whole list of like random traits that probably don't apply to any of the guys that she's actually interested in. But 
just a bunch of traits that this, this person probably just pulled out their ass, like someone who's just going to ignore them for the football game or 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 just want to have sex and, and not want to be romantic and whatever the case may be. <laughs> that's funny. Cause, I don't know. That's funny. I had, I had, I actually had an experience like that, but it wasn't like my experience. It was my guy's experience with this girl that he was friends with before he met me. And she just like so. I've seen I've seen women do it, and I've seen men do it. Where it's like he left for a while. They were friends. And then she stopped talking to him for a long time. She was engaged to some other guy. Then randomly she came back into his life and was like, I'm in love with you. And started doing all this nice stuff and giving him money and buying stuff for him and buying him Cowboys jerseys and all kinds of stuff. Oh, what a waste of money. And then she emptied out her her savings account on, on my son's father. And then she um he started dating me, like, a few months a few months after she came back into his life, he was like, you know, I just want to be friends. And then he started dating me. And then it was all like, well, you only like her because she does this for you. Or you only like her because of this, this. It was always like, so I've seen both. I've seen it from both sides. I've seen women do it. I've seen men do it. It's just that rejection. It hurts. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I focus on men. It's just, it's not that I've never heard girls say it. It's just I generally, when I hear it used, it's generally used by men. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I've seen it. I, I I've seen I I've never seen the term itself used, but I've seen a lot of the same like code words and language that gets used. Like, oh, he just wants a hoe instead of someone who's gonna blah blah blah. I see the same type of language used. I don't see friend zone used. Like I right. see like yeah. guys yeah, use it, but I see a lot of, of the same or similar language. And you know what? Yeah. And you know what? And you know what? Just to be honest, sometimes he just does want a hoe. I mean, not yeah. that I, I like the use of the term hoe, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, some people that's what they want. You know, but that's yeah. prerogative. Yeah, and that's their prerogative yeah. exactly. And you should want people who want you. Right. You know. Right. If that man wants hoes, then let let him let him do him. That's that's his right. Just like if the if the girl. Wants to date assholes? That's her right. That's on her. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's, I've that's seen simple. the same. I've seen the same behaviors, but I've never heard a woman use the term friend zone. I don't know. So, like, I, I, I have heard it. I haven't heard it often. I don't really. I don't really. I don't really hear it often. But I, I have heard it. In in certain circles, like, I I've I mostly I, I've heard friend zone come up usually among like people I've met at like some of the the gamer conventions that I've been to and whatnot. I've never really I don't really hear too much about about women outside of that, honestly. Yeah, I've heard there's yeah. a lot of misogyny in those gamer circles sometimes. Uh, so. Yeah, there there is. There's a there's a whole lot, and I'm doing a show on that in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'll I've be heard it for that. Yeah, I'm gonna have a show on that in about. It's not the next show; it's the show after. So, uh, four weeks from now, there's gonna be a yeah. show on that one. 
it's like a whole boys club with that whole gaming the gaming stuff. It's like they they're they're very resentful of the fact that there are women coming up and playing games and stuff. It's like a bunch of they act like a bunch of horny teenagers. It's crazy. Pretty much. Not 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 only that, but they often they often ha- like have to make make the girls kind of validate their fandom or their gamer their gamer status. Exactly. Like, oh, and then they never, like, oh, they never define name, what name, a name the is. composer for game seven, eight, and nine. If you can't, right. you're not a true fan. Right. And then it's like, and then someone else brought up in the video, um, you know, um, how many games exactly does one have to play to be a gamer? You know what I mean? Is it, right. Is it one? I mean, what system do you have to play? Do you have to play multiple systems? You know what I mean? And then there and then there are some studies that are talking about how a lot of women, you know, they're playing games on tablets or phones. You know, do those games count? You know what I mean? So what class what qualifies someone to be a gamer? You know what I mean? Okay. I can I can kind of answer this sort of. Um just speaking in general in a general sense. Um generally speaking when when Gamers refer well when they talk about people who are gamers. Generally, you're playing. You're, you refer to someone who plays video games on one of the major. You know, you play on one of the major consoles that are out, which would in this case be the PlayStation Three, the Xbox, uh, the um, whatever the new Nintendo system is. I can't think of and um, um, PC. So. Generally, it refers to to that, and so you you gamers generally tend to play games that are on one or several of those gaming platforms. Okay, like and I, when and they I, talk about I gamers, they, they, they're not really talking about like I know, like I cell know, phone I games or like app games and whatnot. Generally, just um, platform games. No, but I, I get that general definition, Marcus, but my point is is that, you know, who who think about who's defining that though. You know what I mean? Think about what it means what that definition says about the group of people who who use that definition. It means that you have to have a certain amount of money to have that system. You know what I mean? Which generally means you're not gonna be poor, which generally means that you're probably going to be, you know, White, you know what I mean? Young, all of those types of things. So think about oh, yeah. what sort of, you know, that sets up already in terms of the environment. If that's all you're going to include in it, you're not necessarily including the person who loves to get out to Dave and Buster's, for example. You know what I mean? Or yeah. the person, Or the person who maybe doesn't have the money but is very enthusiastic about games. You know what I mean, and the and the mythology and the play, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Think about what that means for people who enjoy tablet games who spend hours on tablets playing games. I mean, there are there are some games now on tablets that look a lot like what's on the platforms. You know what I mean? Very true. And actually, so, a lot of, a lot of companies are actually developing, or they're porting some of their games to tablets, so they'll be so they're play they're now playable. Usually it's stuff on like the the smaller platforms like the PSP or the Nintendo DS or or, or whatever. 
But yeah, they're starting. They're starting. So there's there's starting to be a little bit of uh, of an intersection there because now companies are are starting to include more or try to or they're starting to um, cater a bit more to uh, tablets and and cell phones because they realize yeah. like oh, and I mean, there's a and whole there's a whole market there that we've been ignoring for so long. Right, and I mean it's just like it's just like how. Um, you know, there was this conversation on Twitter not that long ago about how, um, you know, the whole iPhone versus Android, you know, Android. or iPhone or, or Apple computers versus, um, you know, PCs, you know, debate. You know, yeah. Apple Apple computers and iPhone and iPhones and all of that, they're they are a status symbol. You know what I mean? Just like I mean, Androids and 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 computer and PCs are too, but. You, do you generally notice that people who have iPhones and things like that generally have uh, are, are generally found higher, you know what I mean, on the socioeconomic status ladder, you know what I mean, than people who tend to own Androids, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, you got $700 to shell out for a phone. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's how much it costs? I mean, well, Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the, new, the newer iPhones, yeah, they're like... Yeah. Five to $700. And here's the thing. The, cha- the, difference, the difference between it and the model before it is usually minor. Yeah, but, like, hey, minor. guys, we gave you an extra inch of screen. Right. <laughs> and it's usually not even that generous. It's usually like, it's usually like, you know how, like, your camera wasn't doing that thing that it should have been doing in the first place? Well, we just yeah. keep that. Now you can do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll now be something you, like hey, now you have a front camera. Generous is like a, yeah, yeah, something like that. It's usually nothing huge. But the other hey, thing. Hey, you can also I change mean, font text. Woo. Yeah, right. 700 exactly. bucks. <laughs> no, um, and, and then they'll call it like, you know, the 4S or the 4D, you know what I mean, or something crazy. And people will go out and shell out money for it, even though they just bought the phone that came out six months ago. Pretty you know much. What I mean? And it's all about, and and there's really no reason for it. And I I really do believe that most of it is just driven by I have to have this status symbol. You know what I mean? Pretty much. And um, and I mean, and then the other part of it is is that iPhone, you know, a lot of their apps and things you have to pay for. You know what I mean? Whereas a lot of the um, a lot more of those same apps are free on the Android or available for free on the Android. So there there's definite like class differences, you know, between people who tend to use Androids and people who tend to use Apple products. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. So I mean it's like, you know, and, and the same thing goes for the gaming community. And so I think, you know, people have to keep in mind that when we're having when you're having these big debates about who's a gamer and what's a gamer, you know what I mean? You have to think about these things. These things have to um be considered. And then we also live in a society that generally, you know, separates segregates, you know, girls' toys and boys' toys. You know? Yep. Boy toys generally have moving parts and you know, um, electronics associated with them. Girls' toys usually don't, you know, and that's and that's part of why you don't see as many girls going into, you know, STEM fields, and particularly into computer science and engineering. Right. You know, 
Right. So there's already a, se- a se- separation or a segregation in play, you know, from a very early age. You know what I mean? But it's it's very interesting that despite that segregation, there's still like still 40% of the overall gaming community is still women. And the funny part about it is there's a, there's a huge group in the gaming community, you know, that's mainly made up of, you know, adolescent or adolescent-minded male gamers, you know what I mean, who don't recognize that 40% of them are actually women. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. But there's, there's too, there's this general snobbery in a lot of, you know, quote-unquote geek groups nowadays just because it's becoming more popular to be a geek. Right. Or, or whatever, and so, like, everybody's always feeling like they have to prove themselves and they have to prove that, they, you know, well, I did it first. Right. Well, I was doing this, like, six months ago. What were you doing? And thank you yeah. for bringing that up because a, a lot of a lot of a lot of things that are a lot of the things that are sort of implied, if not you know, flat out said, is that you know, um, women are not smart enough to be geeks or to be, you know, you know, a nerd. You know what I mean? So right. you know, girl nerds are 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 suspects, just like um, you know, girl gamers or you know. You know, even girl, um, or even girl like you know, uh, comic fans. You know, like these right. girls who go to, you know, conventions and stuff like that. You know, right. I have a they couple have of friends validate, who say they, they have to validate right. their fandom. Exactly, they have always to, have to have, validate their fandom. Right, they always have to validate it. They always have to tell which you know which you know mangas they've read. You know, yeah. I always felt like yep. that when I was reading, when I was in high school, because I used to read a lot of Japanese graphic novels, and people would be like, well, you probably only read shoujo. Like, you probably only yeah, read right. <laughs> and Mars and stuff. And I'm like, so what if I do read Marmalade Boy and Mars and Love Hina? Like, that's what I like. Side note, Love Hina was the ish. I've got that. I don't I've got know like how that is, guys. So if you're lost, then you're right there with me. Yeah, I've, I've got all 14 graphic novels, but that's neither here nor there. You have all of Love Hina? <laughs> yep. Damn, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, no, no. She's she, she's she's exactly right because, uh, like, I went to my first convention in in 2005 uh, when I was Jesus, 17, 18. Seven, five, I can count. Seventeen. Okay. Yeah, I was seventeen years old. I went to my went to my first convention. I went there with my ex best friend who's a girl. And she's a she's a um she uh was also a gamer and whatnot. And I I remember her telling me like 'cause we, we used to go and we would just kind of go do go do our own thing 'cause I wouldn't always want to go see the stuff that she wanted to see and vice versa. And I'll never forget, I think, the Saturday, um, uh, the Saturday of that year, like, she came, she, she came back to me and she was, like, in a super foul mood, and I'm like, hey, you know, what happened? And apparently, like, she got harassed in, like, the game, the game room, uh, at, at, at Otakon, because, like, she wasn't as, I guess, in the know about, um, this, about the game that they were playing. 
which I think was one of the new it was the Soul Calibur uh, game, Soul Calibur two or three, I think, or something like that, and whatnot. And I'm like, you know, that doesn't really make sense. But and, and that's kind of that's kind of fucked up because I mean I like it, and I had, I had been in the game earlier that day playing the that exact game, but no one said anything to me, and I didn't know anything about it because that was my first time really playing it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's how it is, though. Yeah, like they, they, they <laughs> and that's part of the reason I, I, I kind of, I, I wanted to do to do this show is because I wanted to do the show um, was because you know this stuff doesn't really get spoken about that much, and, and yeah. uh, oftentimes people like to act like gamer, gamer, and and nerd conventions and the community, the gamer and their communities are safe spaces for everybody to just be whoever they are with no issues. And that's wrong, and that's false. Right. right. But, I mean, getting back to the topic, though, about the friend zone, <laughs> you know, I was just going to say um, I had um, – I was just thinking about something. I think also part of the problem is, is like, how we're socialized from the beginning, like – you know, think about back to, like, when you were, like, a little kid. You know, it was always, there was always some kind of antagonism, you know what I mean, right. between boys and girls, you know what I mean? We couldn't even be friends in the sandbox, you know what I mean? Because the boys had to do something, you know, to, you know, to pick on us or something, you know what I mean? And sometimes we yeah. picked on them. But it was always some form of antagonism, boys versus girls, all the time, you know. And then, and then that just gets, you know, exacerbated, you know, over time. Like we never get to see each other as friends, you know. We either get to see each other as competition or as love interests, and that's kind of that's kind of interesting, isn't it? That's a that's a great point. I never thought of it like that. Like, we're not point. really encouraged to be friends, and right. it's like even and then if, you're if like, you think, and then if you think, if you also think about it, from just the so, from just the social experience of when you're that age, you know, you if you're a, if you're a guy, you're you're expected to hang with the guys. You can't go hang with the girls, you know. Right. When when you're that age, you know, your parents like your parents more than likely are like, you know. Go hang with the boys. Go hang with you know your boy cousins. Go hang with so and so. You know, not you know. There's generally not a whole lot of mixing for the most part. And it's it's real. It is really about reinforcing these very rigid gender roles. You know what I mean? So we never we never get to see ourselves outside of anything else. Like boys generally don't get to experiment with you know the um with the easy bake oven. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. they don't get to try their hands at, you know, putting the putting the baby doll down to sleep. You know what I mean? So there's 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 skills that some of us don't learn until we're much older just because of segregation in play. You know? It always surprises me how so many guys that I know just guys that I know will insist on, you know, women cook, women do this, women do that. But there are so many male chefs. 
Yeah. I guess when it's a position of power, it's but, different. I don't know. But think about that, though. Think about that. Women are socialized to be homemakers, right? And we're supposed to be the ones to cook and to cater to men and take care of the roost, right? But how many of the top chefs are actually women? Very few. And and there's sexism even within that field that we so often associate with homemaking. You know what I mean? But it's like when you make, you make it into a profession, all of a sudden it must be male-dominated. Right. Yeah. And when you make it into a profession, it becomes legit. And yeah. you got to think about it, too, like not even just, you know, chefs, but like when you're, okay, like a female chef, a female physicist, a female researcher – more likely to get divorced than a male researcher or male physicist because men are expected to be distant and to not be a part of the home as much. They're expected right. to be more independent and everything right. and to take their time away, and women are not expected to do that. Right. Right. So, right. And, and then there's also that. the problem of competition and, you know, some men feeling like if they're not the primary, the primary um, breadwinners, you know what I mean? That they, they're emasculated. They can't be real, right, that they're emasculated. They can't be real men and husbands and fathers in those situations. I mean, it's it's just so unfortunate how society sets us up for failure. <laughs> you know, it's like right. a lot of people don't recognize how patriarchy really hurts everybody, you know? Right, and I was, I was just about to make that point, and that goes to the point that 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 shows that feminism is for everybody. Because right. it can break men from break us men from that feeling that we have to we have to be the breadwinner. We we can't we can't have a different role in in a relationship with our partners. Like we have to fulfill that, and there and so a lot of guys want to live up to that pressure, uh, put the pressure on themselves to try to live up to that. And if they don't, then you know they get depressed or. Sorry about that. <laughs> they get they get depressed or they feel emasculated, or like they can't be themselves. You know that they're failures because they can't be this caretaker like they've been raised to think they're supposed to be. Right. But I, I think I think that I think though that the the main issue is that we don't see each other as friends. I mean, any conversation that you have, like. You know, think about how often that stupid question comes up all the time. Can men and women really be friends? You know what I mean? I hate it's that like, question so much. I hate that question so much, <laughs> you know? And, it, 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 and, and, and implicit in the way that people ask it is already the doubt. You know right. what I mean? It's, it's, it's a loaded question. It's a loaded question. Because we're supposed to all be ready to have sex all the time. Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's a, and I, I guess mean, for some people, some people feel like, you know, if they don't, if if they're friends with someone of the opposite sex, that somehow they're losing out time from that could be spent better procreating, <laughs> you know, <right. laughs> or possibly getting to know someone with whom they could procreate with or practice procreating because a right. lot of us are practicing. So. I mean, and and. and <laughs> And and the, I think another another part of it is like there's nothing wrong with with having friends that you think are attractive. That's that's fine. There's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. 
But again, there's a there's a boundary. That. There's nothing wrong with being friends right. and, and, and having that be the line that's drawn. Like, it's it's cool just to have a friend and think, oh, you know, hey, she's pretty, she's cute, or right. or or vice versa. You know what I mean? Right. But I was also going to say, there's nothing necessarily wrong even with two friends who find each other attractive having sex if that's what they want to do. You know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people, like they're like, oh my god. But there, I've known people who that's all they do. You know yeah. what I mean? They're not interested in each other in any other way. That yeah, they just, right. occasionally they they need physical, you know, excitement, <laughs> and that's how they, you know, how they get it, how they get it, you know. Yeah. I I I agree that people that two adults should be able to do what they want to do, but I don't have sex with my friends. I just don't do that. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I understand. I get it. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that there are certain people. There are some people. I mean, you all. We all have our limits. You know, we all know, we all should know what we're capable of. I've seen it in badly of, so often. Know? Huh? Oh, yeah. I've seen that in badly so often. I mean, it's like, of yeah. course, I've, I've seen it in badly sometimes, but I've seen it also not affect anything. Right. You know what I mean? The sex stops and you me, go yeah. back to just being yeah. friends. I always ask the question, uh, you know, do I think it will, if I don't think it will change something, then it's like, Okay, but I don't know. I've never, I've never, I've never done it. I've never stayed friends with somebody that that has happened with. So, I mean, have you ever been friends yeah. with an ex before? I don't have any exes. Uh, the guy I'm with is the guy that I'm with. Oh, but, well, congratulations! Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I had a, I, I did have a lot of, you know, I was very single before I met him, but <laughs> once I settled down, I settled down. That was it. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the problem is that none of us, none of us really are taught how to be friends, and so we're navigating this situation sort of somewhat blind. You know what I mean? Like, what do friendships between men and women that have nothing to do with sex look like? You know? Right. And a lot of us don't know. You know, be, uh, at least not from the time that we're young. We have to figure all that out as adults, and that can get really messy sometimes. Right. You know? Right. Uh, I, I feel like I was an anomaly because I, I always had guy friends. I don't know. I always had a mix of friends, but most of my friends have always generally been guys, not for any particular reason, just because that, that's who I became friends with. Yeah, I mean, I had male friends, too. I mean, but I think my friendships with guys were always different than my my friendships with girls. And um and and I and I think they were different not just because um you know, not just not because there's something intrinsic about being friends with a man that's different about than being friends with a woman. I think it's just that I had more practice as a child, because I was more thrown together with girls, you know what I mean, than yeah. I was than, than with guys, you know, and the things that I could talk about with guys were limited, you know what I mean, then, you know, in, in, terms of, in terms of things I could talk about with girls, you know? I don't know, that's, that's, 
that's weird to me. I don't know. Maybe because I had two sisters, I always could talk about everything with my guy friends. Like, and one of my friends, I've been friends with him for a decade, and we, I don't know, we talk about everything. I mean, granted, he's gay, but I didn't find that out until we were grown. So, I mean, that might possibly have something to do with it. I yeah, mean, that might. I mean, it could. I mean, you know, there's there's something to be said for men who don't necessarily identify 100% with the masculine ideal. Oh no, he's very I mean? he's very masculine. He's okay. he's just like my he's just like the guy I'm with, except he's you know he just happens to like guys. He's that kind of guy. Okay, but a, is he just open-minded, maybe? A bit more. Did he, he grow up around girls? Maybe. No, I mean no. he had his mom. He has a sister, one sister, but I mean he's he's always been friends with mostly guys. He's just a, he's a man's man. He just happens a man's to be man. a okay. man's man. You know. So you guys are just sort of we're just able to sort of connect on that level for reasons unknown. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying your experience, your experience was probably different than mine because, like, I never, I mean, I was kind of socialized in that, you know, girls do things, but maybe because my mom was a single mom and she had two brothers, I never, I never had that experience where it was like, I saw girls, I saw as a girl, you know, being pushed into certain roles, but because my mom was always a tomboy and I ran, she ran track, she was smart, she was a single mom. I had two sisters, and she had, but my mom had two brothers. It was just kind of like, well, no, you know, I mean, I, I was a tomboy. I played sports and things, but my my friends, I was my friendships with with boys were always different than my friendships with girls. Always. Yeah, mine were always the same. I never, yeah. I never had to. Actually, I'm more nervous with with women than I am with men. Honestly, I've never. I, I I've always had more male friends than female friends, simply because I always felt like women were like more judgy. I don't know. Maybe because I grew up in a family full of women, though. Yeah. Which I mean, which will do that. I, I would say it probably it probably it probably depends on your experience, because uh, I for me, I've always had I've had people of both sexes that I've pretty much been able to be open like really really open with like i mean yeah. my like my 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 best friend my male best friend like he knows like i can i talk to him about pretty much any and everything and whatnot and i don't like um my ex female my ex best friend who was female um I mean, I didn't talk to her about everything, but I talked to her about lots of stuff. But by that, by that same token, a few of my other female friends, I was pretty much able to be as open with them about whatever as I wanted to be. So I think it just probably just kind of it just kind of varies, I guess, on the person and I guess your experience and and what it was like when you guys were growing up. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I guess yeah. it just all depends on 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 sort of just the different things you're exposed to. I don't know. It was generally always easier for me to make friends with girls than it was for me to make friends with guys. I mean, I had guy friends. I have I have all male cousins, and I'm an only girl. I'm the only girl in, in my generation, you know. I didn't – there weren't, like, other girl children in my family until I was, like, 14. Oh, well, there you go. You so, grew up in a family full of men. I grew up in a family full of women. Yeah, I grew up in a family <laughs> full of men, <laughs> So, 
it was um it was it was very different. I, I got picked on quite a bit and um you know what I mean? I was always I always had to do like the boy things. So and I mean I like doing a lot of the boy things. It's not like I'm not saying a bad that's a bad thing, but I'm just you know, that's just what it was. But it was always yeah. easier. I mean I and I have male friends now that I'm cool with that I can talk about all kinds of things with. But Still, for the most part, when I look over my life, it's all, it's all been different. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I've always been better with guys, and maybe it's because I, I liked girls a little more than I was supposed to when I was a kid too. So I, I avoided. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've, I've always avoided. I've always avoided women until I got older. I didn't have any close female friends. Yeah. But it wasn't it at least it doesn't sound like you're one of those girls who's like who takes pride in not having female friends. Like I always hate coming across women who who are like, Oh, I hate women. Women are like horrible. Yeah, women are like, catty, women are this, women are that. Yeah. I hate that. That always is like, Wow, what wow, just why do I don't understand that. You know, I've had so many girls who are like, Yeah, I don't have any girlfriends. Girls are just they're just so catty, and they're just so this, and they're so that. I'm like, wow. They're so nosy you really and gossy too much. Yeah, I just, yeah, I can't stand women like that. I really can't. I, I do my best to avoid them. But, you yeah. know, it's weird. It's, it's kind of bad because it's like, you know, you feel like you have to embrace that kind of masculinity or that kind of misogyny in order to validate yourself. Yeah. And and, and what's really disappointing is when, I feel like when they when they do that and they do that to kind of I guess justify them justify to themselves why all of their their acquaintances are are men. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I prefer right. men cause they're not catty, they don't they don't gossip. Are you kidding me? If if I've learned anything while being around men is that they gossip just as much as women. Yes, oh, we yes, do. We <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> and they yes. can be just as jealous and backstabbing as women. I feel, but I do think that there is a difference. I think that men generally forgive each other for a lot of the things that women will hold grudges over, because I think we're we're socialized differently. Like, like guys will kind of see it like, like they kind of think of the world as sort of being more open to them. I think in terms of like women. And availability of women and sexual conquest, you know what I mean. So if they lose one, it's not always the biggest deal. They just go on to the next one, you know. But like for right. women, for some reason, oh, well, not for some reason. We know exactly what the reason is. We're socialized to be like, you know, to not be as sexual and not to be as out there, quote unquote, as guys are. So when we don't, when we lose a, a guy to a girl. It's like a bigger, it's a bigger emotional investment because we've been raised on like Cinderella, you know what I mean, and all of these crap fairy tale stories that tell us that our prince is gonna come. Oh yeah, I, mean? I had I had I had a bad experience like that with that same girl, and she just she has not gotten over it yet. It's been almost four yeah. years. It's like, honey, he wasn't a prince. He wasn't a prince. You're not a princess. There's no <laughs> castle, and there's no happily ever after. Please stop hating on me because it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. Sometimes it just doesn't right. work out. You know, yeah, that's the reality. That's just the reality. It's, of almost it. like, 
It's almost like, you know, the other person is like an object. It's like you stole him from me. And it's like, yeah, wow, right. okay. Yeah, he was a prize. He was her prize. He was her. Right. her he was what she was waiting for, you know? Like, yeah. No. She married his cousin, so it's all good. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Yeah, wow. I'm not. I, <laughs> I just, yeah, that's, that, that's my life. That's um, that's really fascinating. You know what's so funny about that? Because there's a very similar situation that happened in my family, <laughs> like that between between um, actually a great aunt of mine and supposedly my own grandmother, who, who's wow. now deceased. Apparently, apparently there's uh, there's the rumor is that my great aunt's uh, my late great aunt's husband who's also deceased, he apparently had had at some point dated my grandmother, but that didn't work out, and he married her younger sister. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> and apparently there that was a source of some, you know, some anger and resentment that eventually, that eventually worked itself out. But um, which, which which should have worked itself itself out almost immediately after my grandmother got married, one would think, but it did nope. not. That's not. That's never. That's never that's what nope. happens. Yeah. Nope. This is still not People over can it. still be possessive about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She hates me. She hates me. She hates him. She barely talks to us. But she loves holding our son. It's really weird. Yeah. That's strange. That's strange. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 okay, so it's not just me, okay. Yeah, that's, no, it's not just you. Yeah, it's not just you. <laughs> no. It's all I, three of us. I thought that was strange. But the good part is is that they eventually patched it up, and they, you know, they were they were able to be, like, happy family eventually, you know? Not to say that, that happy ever, that's what's going to happen, happen with you and this lady. It does. It doesn't seem like that's gonna happen. But <laughs> no, no, I, don't, I don't. I don't think so. We weren't friends before, but I mean, her and my guy were friends supposedly. But I mean, yeah, I don't see that happening. So disappointing. See, guys, I mean, you know, you just gotta let that shit go. You know what I mean? It can destroy. It can. It can just stay with you, and it's just not a good look. You know? Yeah. Like, I know. Not a good look. Right. <laughs> oh well. <clears throat> oh geez. Nine forty six. Starting to wind down. Hey Randy, you know what you're doing for your show this weekend? Um my show's not this weekend. My show's not? next weekend. No. My show's every other not this so weekend. What was your That's... show this past weekend? I didn't do a show this past weekend. I took off. Um, because I had some, I had to take care of some family obligations. I have a, I have a teenage cousin who had a birthday this past weekend, and because, um, because there were no other adults that she likes around that could have supervised her slumber party, she chose me. So, and I and I helped out. So I was I was surrounded by 15 and 16 year old uh, twerkers. And um, <laughs> I heard a lot of, I overheard a lot of conversations that made me, like, giggle. So. <laughs> Did it make you feel old? Like, no, it didn't make, none of it 
remember, like, when – remember how you used to play games like I never – you know what I mean, and like we, you know, at least when I was a kid, like I was just say I, I don't, I never played that. Liar. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, I just remember when I played it when I was that age. There not being as many fingers down <laughs> as, as there were this past weekend. Um, but you know, I, I I still thought it was all in fun. I mean, most oh, those girls still. Is I never the same as never have I ever? Yeah, basically. That's the same. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. Yeah. What are these things? What are these games? <laughs> okay. Well, never played the premise of it before. is like everyone holds up like ten. You hold up ten fingers or however many they decide, and basically you go around in a circle and you have to say something that you never did, but someone else in the group has done, and the object is to be the last one with fingers up. So, like, I would say something like, never have I ever ran naked through the National Mall. And if someone who has done that, they have to put, if you've done whatever someone else says, you have to put your finger down. And, and usually, to to get everyone out. usually afterwards, there, you know, most people want a description or some kind of, of story recounted about what that question right. was. Right. They'd be like, wait, you did what? Right. When did this happen? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I um yeah, it's I was, a game that can definitely get you in trouble with the, with if you're around the right people. Yeah, I mean th- that's why my cousin wanted me there because she knew that I wouldn't get them in trouble or anything because the you know this is an apartment so it's not very big so the walls are not very thick so right. even from another room I could kind of still hear what was going on. <laughs> And I would hear like, "What do balls taste like?" You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, that's, what? <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> does anyone like? Someone asked like, "What does anyone know what balls taste like?" And like everyone was like, "No," <laughs> but it was so funny. Like I think I think I was walking through the hallway when it happened, and I lost it. Like I kind of had to lean against the wall and start laughing. And they just looked at me like, oh, my God, she's totally going to blow our, uh, blow up our spot. And my cousin was like, no, she's fine, guys. <laughs> wait, wait were, these, were these adults? No, these were, like, 16-year-old girls. So You said 16? Yeah, 16. Oh, yeah, so, some of them have to be lying. Yeah. So <laughs> they're, like, 15 and 16 years old. So, yeah. <laughs> some of them are lying. Yeah, of course they are. But like, I mean, I, I heard some of the other things, so I already knew that they were lying. But when you hear the question, you know, out of nowhere, you know, what do balls taste like? You kind of, you kind of have to break down and start laughing. Right, because <laughs> it's just random, you know. Right. <laughs> just like, wait, what? what huh? Yeah. What do what? <laughs> so, yeah. It was one of those fun. one of those times you just walk you just walk into the awkward part of a conversation. You don't hear anything said before it. You just hear that one line, and you're like, "Exactly." All right, what, 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 what are we talking about? Balls? What? Exactly. So yeah, so that's what I had to do this past, you know, that you know last weekend. So awesome. That's why I didn't have a show. I'm, I haven't actually resolved what I'm going to do for next week, but I'll let you know. No worries, no worries, no worries. Alrighty, well, 
I like to thank the two of you for uh, joining me tonight. Thanks for having us. Yes, it was very, very fun. It was fun. Indeed. So you can catch uh, you can catch Raina here every other Saturday on the RSS feed. And Vivian, what's your blog's uh, what's the website? www.loudishness.com. Uh, I guess you can oh, Google Oh, I've totally read your blog before. It's awesome. Okay. Thank you. See, there you go. That's what we do here at BFT. We connect people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah thank you guys for, for uh, Oh, my goodness. Huh? That's okay. No, it's just, no, it's just, when you said that, I'm like, oh, she's that person. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you guys. You guys are always nice to attach a name and or voice to. You guys are making me feel like an internet celebrity. (laughs) Oh, and just wait, 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 wait till everyone else who listens to this station, who listens to us, gets a hold of that. Yep. Hits. Hits. Anyway, it was great, guys. Thank you. All right, no problem. I'm gonna mute you guys now so I can wrap up this show. So, um, had a pretty awesome discussion. We got pretty off topic for the most part, but you know what? That's fine. That's what we do here. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's uh, that's what we do here. And uh, this conversation was wonderful. Once again, I like the the to thank Vivian and Raina for calling in uh, for this conversation. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, you can catch you can catch this show on um on iTunes or Stitcher. I can't I think that's the the site that you can catch it on. But in any case you can go back and check this. Also go back check the archives. Uh re Raina's blog ah, wow. Well you can re Raina's blog for sure, Roads to Reality. But uh definitely check her show out, check out Vivian's blog. Um go like the Facebook fan page. Uh the breakbeat dash uh black free thinkers radio that that way you can you can stay in the know on all of uh the the shows the links um uh, and any and all other information regarding us or regarding me here in two weeks we're, i'm gonna have a show regarding um the n c a and we're gonna talk about pay for play should athletes should college athletes be getting you know, any some sort of compensation for what they do, you know, basically. And we're going to talk about the whole ethics, the the ethics of it, and we're going to get into a whole great discussion about that. So make sure you tune in two weeks from now on the 23rd. And on the 9th is the, the show on anime that uh, we discussed earlier. Make sure you go check out my mixtape, mcbrooks.bandcamp.com. Um, it's out now. It's great. Support me. Support it. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to end the show with um, the song Thin Line by Jurassic 5. I think it kind of fits with um, what we were talking about tonight. And on that note, peace out, everybody.
This is a lesson in friendship The depths of a kinship Where women and men begin with and then slip My pen drips as I scribble my thoughts on thin strips of emotion Abraction, seduction, attraction Eruption of passion corrupts if a lasting friendship's involved Would love to cross the line, but that's why we built these walls We've been friends for a long time, a very close friend of mine Love you like you was mine, but respect the damn line I love you like you was mine, think about you all the time A very close friend of mine, but respect the damn line Opposites attract, when the female and male come in contact Sticky situation in fact, trying not to let the feelings catch But there's a thin line between both of y'all, so you respect that and entertain the idea, but get brought back to reality. And could you really live with that decision based on intuition? You love and keep it distant, hugging, kissing, friendship, and ongoing kinship. We was people to begin with. Disrespect was not intended, but your feelings sparked a sentence. Sometimes you're too intense in your quest to invent. The perfect man, please understand my rhyme is your repent. Salvage a friendship. We've been friends for a long time. A very close friend of mine. Love you like you. 